0: Good evening and welcome to the EFL review with me, Adam Davis, here on Three Valleys Radio. Have you calmed down from last week's episode of All the Playoff Action? No, me neither. But despite this, football continues to rumble on. Of course, we know who will be playing under the Wembley Arch in the Championship Playoff Final. That is, of course, Luton and Coventry. We know one team that will be there from League One, being Sheffield Wednesday after the amazing turnaround against Peterborough United on Thursday. What we don't know is who their opponents are going to be and who will be taking their rightful place in the League 2 playoffs. Of course, we will be covering all of those tonight in the same usual uh, level of insight, analysis and interviews that you come to expect every single week. So, let's start with the League 1 second leg playoff semi-final alongside Sheffield Wednesday. Of course, going into the match, it was a stalemate of one all apiece between Barnsley and Bolton Wanderers. And at Oakwell on Friday the 19th, it finished. Barnsley 1, Bolton Wanderers 0. Barnsley edged a tight League 1 playoff semi-final second leg against Bolton to set up an all-South Yorkshire final against Sheffield Wednesday at Wembley. With the scores level at one all from the first leg on Saturday, Liam Kitching's towering back post header from Luke O'Connell's arcing cross was the difference. Bolton enjoyed the lion's share of possession but struggled to put the home goal under any real pressure. The Tykes will now face their local rivals on Monday the 29th of May as they look to secure an immediate return to the Championship. Unlike Thursday's wild second leg at Hillsborough, that saw Wednesday produce a stunning comeback to eventually beat Peterborough 5-3 on penalties. This was again high in intensity but low on serious chances. Bolton's best opportunity to level came when Aaron Morley crashed a fierce strike over the bar after a direct free kick was rolled to him inside the area. Ian men, who lifted the Papa John's Trophy last month, will now face a third successive season in the third tier, with the final to be played between the sides that finished third and fourth in the table, not always a guarantee when it comes to the playoffs. It has been an epic season, of course, for Barnsley, who suffered an embarrassing relegation from the Championship last season. Just one year after playing in the second-tier playoffs, the Reds finished bottom of the table with 30 points, four points adrift of a Derby side who had been deducted 21 points at the beginning of the year. Michael Duff, of course, was appointed in June after a successful stint with Cheltenham, and he immediately set about turning the club's fortunes around. They spent 205 days in the top six, the fifth most in the division, and went on a run of nine successive home wins to briefly put themselves in the automatic promotion contention. Defeat by Ipswich at the end of April extinguished that, of course, and they ended the season with just one point from their final three games, as boss Duff turned his focus to the postseason, He has been well justly rewarded with two highly efficient displays from a well-organised and punchy team. Fans ended the game chanting, Sheffield Wednesday, we're coming for you, of course, with Owls boss Darren Moore watching in the stands. And the local rivals will now battle it out for promotion exactly one week shy of a year since some of the Barnsley squad came back in for pre-season. As in Saturday's first leg in Lancashire, Bolton dominated possession. However, they struggled to put the home side under any sustained pressure, and and Barnsley could have won more comfortably as Adam Phillips' well-hit volley clipped the bar and Jordan Williams smashed a shot wide in the last seconds. Barnsley boss Duffs had said in the week that the game would come down to big moments, and so it proved. The away side easily dealt with Connell's initial free kick into the middle, but did not get any pressure on the ball, and it was recycled back to the former Wanderers man in acres of space on the left. He sent an excellent ball to the back post for Kitching to crash home. Kitching and the rest of the Marnsley defence were then wonderfully well organised to see the result over the line in surprising comfort. Everett will be disappointed at how his side, who had won 3-0 at Oakwell in the league in January, failed to match their opponent's intensity and make away goalkeeper Harry Eistedd do any real work. Star Liverpool loanee Connor Bradley, who was well shackled in both legs, will now return to his parent club and the Trotters will look to rebuild over the summer to have another go at promotion next season. And given how well they've played for large stints of this season, I think we will certainly be seeing Bolton back in the playoff contention again next year. But let's not just take my word for it. Let's listen to Bolton Wanderers boss, Ian Everett.
1: Ian, a tremendous season's work that's just fallen at the penultimate hurdle. What are your thoughts on tonight? Yeah, it's hard to take. We're all really disappointed. I think we're more disappointed that we didn't really get to our level, I feel, the last two games. I think, you know, we had control tonight. I thought we started the game really well and, and looked dangerous and then they get a free kick out of nowhere, second-phase set players in the back of the net, it lifts them, it wobbled us a little bit and it took us a while to recover, but second half we we came out and had the better of it again, but just didn't penetrate well enough, we didn't have enough cutting edge and that's really been the story of the season. We haven't scored enough goals, that's not down to the strikers, that's down to the entire team. Look, I've just said to them now, I'm immensely proud of them, I'm immensely proud of the fans, they were absolutely brilliant tonight, they've be brilliant all season. And this club's moving in the right direction again. We're, we're proud of what we're doing, we're making progress. We know there's going to be huge expectation next season, but we want to live and rise to that. And and now the hard work starts to be even better next season. So, yeah, as I said, we'll, we'll go again. Um, yeah, it just made me hungry for more and I wish we could start again tomorrow. Yeah. But we'll take the summer to try and improve in all aspects of the football club. That's been our aim since I've been here and we'll continue to do that. The board have given me nothing but support and backing and that will continue again for next season. And we'll go on this journey again together. Um, I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. And perhaps you know, this has happened for a reason and we'll go again next season. Just in terms of the game tonight, that spell just after half time, where you barely looked out there half a little spell, yeah. probably just needed to score at that point, because you're right. Yeah, we did, t- but as I said, we it was our final pass, our final decision. We played around the outside too much and didn't really penetrate through. Um, when we got into the final third, our, our cross or our pass decision was wrong or execution was wrong. We just need to tighten up with those things as i said to be what we want to be is is really difficult you know we can set a team up to be hard to beat we can set a team up to be direct and and play for set plays but that's not what i want for us i want us to be the best out of possession and the best in possession and and that takes time and it takes a process Um, and we're not even close to scratching the surface along that process Um, i want to get this club back where it belongs i want to be the man to do it i believe i'm the man to do it and we'll worked tirelessly hard with no stone left unturned for the entire summer to make sure next season we're there or thereabouts and, and improve again on this season. Yeah, it feels cool when the season just finishes tonight, but it's been a season of real progress. You put a, a trophy in the cabinet, and as you say, we've moved forward. We finished in the top six. We've had a real good go in the platforms. Yeah, it there. has. Look, you know, we have to remember that Barnsley were in Championship last season. We were in League Two two years ago. We're, we're making giant strides, but at the moment we're just not in, not getting there quickly enough. But As I said, there could be a a purpose and a reason behind that. For us now, it's just about getting better. And I want us to be better. I know we can be better. I've seen flashes of it the last two games, but I still think there's loads more to come from this group. And we'll keep working hard to to make sure that we hit the heights that our fan base deserve. And just lastly, we'll say goodbye to a couple of players tonight. The lone players have been terrific for us. Every summer there will be changes in in players' personnel, of course. Everyone's done done a great thing for uh, us this season. Yeah, I've just thanked all of the loan players for their efforts. But uh, Connor and Traff in particular, from from day one, have been an absolute pleasure and joy to work with. Um, we're sad to see them go, but that's the nature of football, and it's the nature of football at our level. We're going to lose players all the time—some that we'll own, some that we'll loan. Um, but it's about making sure we we get the right ones in to to improve us again. And you know, like for like, you might not get another James Trafford or a Connor Bradley, but. You might get a different type, which can improve the team in different ways. Um, and we'll work really hard, myself, Chris, the rest of the team, to make sure that happens. You know, we've got loads of support from Sharon, the board, uh, and that continues to increase and improve. And we're going to do all we can to come back and, and make sure we're challenging not just the playoffs, but the top two next season.
0: Congratulations to Barnsley and commiserations to Bolton Wanderers. So, let's turn on to League 2. Now, going into uh, Saturday morning, we had two 1-0 leads. One for Salford City and the other for Bradford City. So, we will start with Salford first. And it finished Stockport County 2, Salford City 1. Stockport County winning 3-1 on penalties. Stockport County keeper Ben Hinchcliffe made two stunning penalty shootout saves as the Hatters overcame a first-leg deficit to beat Salford in a gripping League 2 playoff semi-final second leg at Edgeley Park. Stephen Milan's deflected extra-time strike cancelled out Isaac Olifayi's tie-levelling opener and looked set to send Salford to Wembley and keep them on track for a place in the third tier of English football, of course, for the first time in their history. But Jack Stratton headed home from close range within three minutes after a long throw caused chaos to take a breathless contest to spot kicks. And after Matthew Lund blasted the first penalty wildly over the bar, Hinchcliffe made fabulous saves from Adrian Mariapa and Milan before Antonio Sarcevic smashed home his effort to set up a showpiece Wembley final against another team who we haven't quite said yet. County's valiant response to being outplayed for much of the first leg and the majority of the first half of this one sees the remain on course for back-to-back promotions, having won the National League title last term, a prediction that I believe may have aligned with a certain individual of the EFL review. And it sparked joyous scenes as players celebrated and fans steamed onto the pitch, uh, of course which was beautifully sun-drenched for much of yesterday afternoon after the penalty drama. But Salford could have been out of sight after squandering numerous first-half openings on a sunny, energy-sapping day. A hat-trick of opportunities inside the first 10 minutes saw Matt Smith fail to connect properly with a looping header, Connor McElhenney hit a low shot straight into the grasp of Hinchcliffe, and Callum Hendry wasted a decent-headed chance. Stockport, who had not lost since February and missed out on automatic promotion on the final day of the regular season, before their first leg defeat, played with far greater tempo. An injury-ravaged Stockport had struggled up front, where their top three goalscorers, Paddy Madden, Will Collar, and 14-goal Kyle Wooten, were all missing. Madden's return proved a focal point, nouse, and much-needed spark. Where have we heard that before for those of us a Yeovil persuasion? Unsurprisingly, he was at the heart of their biggest moments before the break, although he spurned their clearest chance too, glancing ahead a wide and then smashing the underside of the bar in first-half stoppage time. But the visitors continued to create the better openings and Hinchcliffe had to make a smart save with his foot from Smith and then pull off a tricky stop to keep up Milan's swerving strike. Salford's pace and movement up front continued to pose a threat after the break, Luke Bolton racing through on goal but making a mess of his finish, while McElhenney also went close immediately after the interval. County regrouped and started to take control, showing a greater intensity that seemed to disrupt and unsettle the visitors. Paddy Madden volleyed an effort over the edge of the box and Olefi wasted a glorious chance when he headed straight at keeper Alex Cairns before making amends with a trickier headed chance soon after when he guided Rydell's delightful centre into the far corner. An increasingly frantic Greater Manchester derby continued to ebb and flow, with both sides having chances, most notably when Salford's Bolton almost scored an astonishing individual goal to win the tie in injury time, when he ran from his own half only to see his effort cleared off the line by Sarcevic. A breathless extra period produced even more drama, with chances at both ends and two goals in three minutes, before Ben Hinchcliffe and Sasevich emerged as the heroes after an error-strewn shootout in which Louis Barry was the only successful scorer for Salford. So, Given so much action took place in this game, it seems only appropriate we have a double interview. I think it should be from both managers. First, you will hear from Stockport County boss Dave Challoner followed by the commiserated Salford City manager
2: Neil Wood. Dave, congratulations. How's the heart?
3: Yeah, all right. Um, I suppose through experience, you managed to control things better than it was on, you do on, your, on your, first, um, your first experience of that. Yeah. Um, it's a, listen, it's a great way of winning. I've been there. It's a horrible way of losing. I've been there. Um, but for what we've, like I say, done over the course of 120 minutes, um, lads, absolutely on the, on the, back in that extra time period, T- to come through and give ourselves the opportunity after next weekend is, is hugely pleasing, um, and listen, we'll enjoy tonight without question. The players should enjoy tonight. but Focus will quickly switch in terms of what's ahead of us on the next Sunday when we.
2: I know you're keen to give the players the credit, but you must take some credit yourself. The tactical change midway through the second half, the introduction of three substitutes, went to a back four, went to a midfield diamond, brought Miles Hippolyte on, changed a lot of things, didn't it?
3: Yeah. I, I, listen, I, I said to the players, listen, there'll be there'll be disappointment from the from the first game, and it's a team that's probably used more in rugby around starters and finishes. I thought yeah. the, I thought the finishes would be important. I, I, the, the risk we had was that um, we probably had to use the finishes earlier than maybe we, we, we would have liked to, um, which then meant that at the back end you've got players going down with cramp all over the place and we can't make any more changes. And I'll be honest, I thought the most we'd get out of Paddy would be 60 minutes. So to get 120 minutes and then score a penalty is, uh, is massive. Hopefully now we can use the week to really recover and um, recover and uh, listen, it's a brilliant week, absolutely brilliant week for us. Everyone else can be on holiday, uh, on the on the on the holidays, enjoying the, the sun and the, and the beach and all them things. We've got a brilliant week ahead of us, and we'll like I say, we'll will embrace that. There's lots of organising to be done, um, and, and lots of preparation in terms of that's in front of us. But credit to your goalkeeper, some terrific saves in that shootout. Yeah, absolutely. Didn't save one in training, so <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he uh, I'm glad he absolutely <laughs> saved them um, yeah. there. It, listen, it's different. It's it's it's, it's, it's different than. Than, than, than practice, it, it's unique. It's it, everyone has looked at it in terms of how you can replicate. You can't replicate what that is. Um, and I suppose from from Ben's scenario and from a keeper scenario, someone needs to be the hero. Um, and it's it's a lot easier. not what way It's a lot easier to be the hero as a goalkeeper than maybe a penalty taker because you've probably got everything to lose and nothing to nothing to gain really. But. It's, Delighted that we we, we win the we win the shootout on four penalties. Great, better, man's better than eight. I must be, must say. Um, and look forward to, I say, look forward to next week and what that brings. It'd be
2: a fantastic occasion um, in terms of the fans today. They got you over the line a little bit
3: today as well, didn't they? Absolutely. I said that and I don't just say it. People will think you say it just for the sake of saying it, and it's it's all cliché stuff. It's not. It, it, it's massively important. There'll be there'll be times over the course of the season when the players, players need the support, need that, need the need the fans behind them. Um, we were getting Dave up to sort of try and rally them as a bit of a cheerleader. Yeah. Um he wasn't great at it, to be honest. <laughs> that, really. i need to do some practice, but listen, they got they got behind the players when when they needed it um, and you'll never know how significant that is but certainly it got us through extra time and got us that penalty shoot and thankfully we progressed as a result of that. do you allow yourself a celebration tonight the lads allowed a celebration at all absolutely um, this is like I say this is a, a, a brilliant achievement um, with eight days in terms of Going to going into Wembley—it's an experience that I've I've had before. It's something that'll be the, for the first time for them. So you have to you have to enjoy what that brings because there's a lot of people like I say over even the course of their life don't get an opportunity to do that. So you have to enjoy your your wins. But be very clear when we're back in back in training, be that Monday or Tuesday, sole focus will be about recovery, about making sure we're ready to go because there's nothing more certain that I've got. 20 plus players in there that want to be starting at Wembley Stadium in a playoff final next Sunday, um, and what we do during the week will go a long way to deciding what happens there. Does it matter who you play in the final? No. It, it, listen, both. Like I said the right start. The right start. Commiserations to, to Salford. I think two equally, equally matched teams. I think it's exactly the same. No surprise that both games have been really close. I know, I know Carlisle were were in front. I think, in a strange way. You're probably best asking Jake who he wants to play with his dad being the manager and him being here. He probably his mum's probably not wanting that as a as an eventuality, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We've got to go and regardless of who we play, we're gonna to have to go and perform. Um, and if we do that, then we have a chance of being a League One club next season.
2: We're in the play-off final day. Congratulations, well done.
4: Neil commiserations, a difficult day, how did you see it? a really tough game. Um I thought, credit to them, they, they put a lot of pressure on us, a lot of um, diagonal balls coming in and it's relentless, you know, it's difficult to defend against that and defending the second balls. So, a credit to them for the way they played and put the pressure on. I thought I thought we had some chances, I thought we had some chances in the first half. Um, and at the beginning of the second half, it was a little bit more composure, a little bit more uh, nous on it, then I think we take them chances and I've seen us this season take those chances. So. Obviously, we're disappointed. You know, we we wanted to get we wanted to get to the final. and We thought we'd, we'd done enough just towards the end with the goal. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't to be. A game of so many twists
2: and, and turns. Do, do you look back on it with with any sort of regret? The way that it went in the end, in terms of the the bats fatigue as it went on, the, the, some of the um, moments, some of the chances. Yeah, I
4: think the chance, I think we had some good chances. If I would like to have controlled the ball a bit more and. Um, control possession a little bit more, but it's so sort of difficult to do that against Stockport. You know, they they put balls on you. They're on the second ball, and as soon as you make one or two passes, they're on you again. So, and then it comes comes onto you again. You know, big diagonals come onto you. So, it's difficult to get that control, that foothold in the game, which we wanted, which we, we felt if we would got that we could get some good control. When we did, the moments that we did, we, we managed to, to cause a little bit of problems to them. So. I thought we finished strong, I thought the lads give it everything, you know, credit to the players, they give absolutely everything to go to the to the dying seconds of extra time. Uh, I was looking on and we had a really dangerous forward line that we just knew that at any point if we could get two or three passes and set them going we were confident we could get something because the spaces were opening up really big um, and a few of their players were struggling at the back, so we trying to target that towards the, the latter stages of the game um, and then obviously it went to penalties and, you know, we've, we've, we've practised. We've, we've pretty much done everything we can in the last two weeks to prepare for that. The only thing we couldn't prepare for was the crowd, was the hostile atmosphere when you're walking up to that penalty, that feeling. But we've done every single thing to prepare for, for this point. So, from my side, I don't think they could have prepared any more for it. For the players' side, then they give absolutely everything.
2: Do you bat them to bounce back from this next season? It's, it's a difficult blow, but it is
4: the highest soul for have finished in League Two. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, today's a hard one to take. Um, I think we've made massive progress, not just on the pitch, off the pitch. The club, the club is is growing. Um, I think for me and for the squad itself, and for the club itself, this is a new experience. We've not been through this um, experience of playing in the playoffs in, in League Two, so. We'll be better for the experience. We'll learn from it. We'll evaluate it, and hopefully, you know, we come back next season. My expectation is we, we come back stronger next season. We make improvements, uh, and, and we go again. We we have to go again. Obviously, it will be it will be a big summer.
2: What do you think maybe your team needs that it, it has? I know it's so raw after the defeat, but what, where will you be looking this summer, perhaps? And and what what do you need going into next season? You've had. Some great times at home. Then, lots some good yeah, times. Yeah. Some great times yeah. away
4: recently. Yeah. Um, well, I think first and foremost, we just have to get over the next few days. It's going to be tough to get over the next few days, and we've got some players that we need within the squad anyway. We need to sit with and and sort new deals and 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 let them know where they are in, in terms of in the squad. So, and then we've not looked too far beyond that. You know, we've just been taking one game at a time. Um, This was the main thing and we really wanted to get to Wembley. So once we evaluate and speak to the players within the squad, then we can start looking at targets and start um, molding the squad where we want it to be. I think we've made massive improvements in changing uh, the profile of the squad and we're still not there yet. We've we've had, had one season here. We've still not got it where we need it to be. But we've got a lot of talented players here that we just need to add. Around, you don't think it needs major changes. We just need to select the right players that complement what we've got.
2: Nicky Butt has talked about stagnation in in the last few years. Mm -hmm. This year has been an upturn of that. Do you think you could come back and and challenge for automatics next season?
4: That's that's hopefully the plan. You know, that's we want success, and you know, unfortunately, we couldn't quite get there this season. But I think we can turn this as progress. (laughs) We've made massive progress in in a number of areas throughout the whole club. Um, so yeah, we're still going to strive for success. You know, we're, we're happy with progress, but we still want to get things better. We still want to make improvements, um, and hopefully, what we do over the summer and the way we come back will set us up for success next season.
2: And what about for you? Your, your first full season in charge of an, an EFL club. How have you found it? How have you developed? How, how are you you're now, perhaps, from where you were last at the
4: start um, of the summer? I've loved every moment of it, and you know, it's it's been a journey for me as well. So me to get to this stage in a playoff game and um, take the experience of that take the learning from that it's, it's been it's been massive for myself so um, i need to just reflect on it i need to work out take out the good bits and, and the bits that i can get better at and, and put that into place going into next season
0: one league two uh, finalist sorted and now we need a second and a game that i had particular interest to because i was actually there So, as I've already said, but just to remind you, Bradford City were 1-0 up uh, going into this uh, tie between them and Carlisle United. But it finished Carlisle United 3, Bradford City 1. Ben Barkley, yes, the former Glover, extra time header, gave Carlisle United victory over Bradford City and secured, of course, a meeting with Stockport County in next Sunday's Elite 2 playoff final. The defender will not be able to play at Wembley because he is on loan from Stockport as he was for the Glovers last year but did not let that disappointment show as he celebrated his crucial goal making it 3-1 on the day and 3-2 overall. Brad Halliday put through his own net early on as Carlisle, a goal down, of course, from the first leg, got up and running in front of a buoyant crowd at Brunton Park, a very full uh, Brunton Park, may I add, an amazing ground if you've not had the pleasure of going, Uh, 15,406 of us there packed into one of life's more traditional grounds. Neither side were able to add to the scoring in normal time with Bradford keeper Harry Lewis touching a shot onto the post while City also struck the upright through Scott Banks who was probably the only player of the Bradford City side that actually looked like he wanted to win. Carlisle scored a second in the first half of extra time when Callum Guy's bobbling half-volley bounced all the way through past Lewis but their joy was short-lived as substitute Matt Derbyshire levelled the tie. Barkley then towered to meet Owen Moxon's cross and head home the winner. Paul Simpson's return to his hometown club was breathed new life into Carlisle, first saving the club from relegation last term and now bringing them to within 90-point minutes of promotion. Having secured promotion with the Blues in his first spell in charge, the 56-year-old could repeat that feat when he leads the team out on Wembley in the final. They have rediscovered their focus brilliantly in the knockout phase after a run of just two wins in 11 towards the end of the campaign, which saw automatic promotion slip away. Having bossed the first half of this second leg, they kept their cool when Bradford had their purple patch after the break and had the composure to finish the game off once into extra time. Simpson has galvanised existing players with Jack Armour, Joel Senior and goalscorer Guy playing key roles in this triumph and throughout the campaign, while some shrewd loans and signings such as Christian Dennis, Alfie McCalmont and John Kiami Gordon also played their part. Moxon, in particular, has been another major import, and came to the fore when he countered in this second leg, with his fierce shot saved in the build-up to Halliday's own goal, and a superb cross for Barclays' winner highlighting his quality. The crowds have also soared, with the often-empty waterworks end being reopened for the tail end of the season, as fans flocked back to help the Cumbrians over the line. Um... For those that haven't been to Brunton Park, imagine the away end at Hewish Park significantly smaller and, yes, more importantly, without a roof. Supporters who have seen playoff heartache on three occasions now have the opportunity to return to Wembley for the first time since the Football League trophy success in 2011. Bradford's impressive support, sizeable stadium and the quality of their football all suggest they are set up for a higher level, but Mark Hughes' side will have to wait at least another year for the opportunity. In Andy Cook, they have one of the division's most prolific strikers, with 31 goals in all competitions this season, but he was kept extremely quiet across the two legs despite his tireless work. Bradford looked likely to be be among the challengers for promotion next term, given the talent of the likes of Jamie Walker, Andy Cook and Alex Gilliard. although the the returns of Loney's Banks and Romney Critchlow are not guaranteed. Given the importance, and because of course today is a slightly shorter episode, I'm going to treat you to another double interview. First, we will hear from the disappointed Bradford City boss, Mark Hughes, followed by the delighted Carlisle United boss,
5: Paul Simpson. Mark season ended in the second leg. How difficult is that? Just in the immediacy? So.
6: Well, it wasn't what we were hoping for. Clearly, we wanted to get to uh, uh, the last game of the season. We've we've played well enough this year to de- to deserve that. But it wasn't the best circumstances and games. Go against you, and uh, we've uh, we've looked back. Obviously, at the goals. They're clearly they're all bad goals. Every goal's a bad goal uh, when you concede it. But we. Uh, we could have done better in certain situations. Consecutive errors, on and invariably, that that leads to, to opportunities for the opposition. So uh, disappointed with the last one. Clearly, we had enough people around. Uh, the lad that got in on the header. I think there was a 5-2 v there. So um, that's a disappointment because we worked exceptionally hard to get back into the game to to get in a position where we we could have taken our chances with penalties. But it wasn't a beat. But um, yeah, the lads need to pick themselves up. But, listen, we've got a good group. Uh, it's been an exceptional season in terms of uh, where we were last year and what progress we've made this year, so we shouldn't over- overlook that point. So, um, yeah, everybody's upset, clearly. Why wouldn't you be? And uh, uh difficult f- finish to the, to the game as well, what with uh, uh, the fans coming on. Understandable, I suppose. It seems to be the fashion at the moment, but it uh, uh, would have been nice just to thank. Uh, the fans, obviously, at the end, came out in great numbers again, great sport. And uh, it wasn't a beat today, but um, that can happen in football, unfortunately.
5: The game itself was really close, for 90 minutes, and then to get ourselves back level on aggregate in extra time and concede
4: not long after, that must have been a real sucker punch at the time.
6: Yeah, well, well, that was the thing. I mean, it's, it's difficult when uh, when players are tired and, um, and you're into those periods during extra time when somebody just... But it's a speculative balling, then uh, you've just got to, as I said before, all week about thinking clearly, and it's it's difficult when you're tired. It's it's just your body and your mind won't won't you allow, on occasions, to to do the correct things because of that um, that issue. So uh, unfortunately, it's uh, it's hurt us today, but. Um, Listen, it could have been them that uh, went under. I mean, they were falling like flies. I think some of it was time wasting, obviously, but uh, uh, for the most part, they looked out on their feet. I just felt we, we could have got to uh, the, the last part of the game and uh, maybe nicked a goal. Who, who knows? But it wasn't to be there. They unfortunately went up the other end and uh, were able to score. So, uh, so season's over, but a uh, good season on reflection, and uh, uh, we'll look back and and we should look back on prize Players players certainly should, they've produced some great moments, Um, obviously other moments that have hurt us that haven't allowed us to uh, uh, finish the season how we wanted, but um, great progress being made, so uh, we're happy enough.
5: You mentioned that word progress, when you look at previous seasons, previous finishes, yes, this time around we weren't able to take that final step, but we can still be buoyed by that, can't we?
6: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're a, we're a different club now and a, and a different group of players and uh, uh, we can use this disappointment obviously uh, next year. It's, it's important we do. I think we have to learn where we can be better, uh, where we need to be better and if we do that um, there's no, no reason why we can't because the, the group we've got and, and the ones that we will add to it will, will make us better because um, we just came up short this year but uh, next year we won't. You mentioned
7: those fans. I guess
5: for everybody, when something like this happens, involved with the club, defeat, failure, I guess makes you more hungry, makes you more determined. Yeah, you next use
6: that Yeah, yeah, we, we've got to pick ourselves up and go again. It's uh, like I said, it's been a good season. It's not been the season in, in terms of the ultimate prize, but uh, certainly we can look back and, and look at the progress we've made, and we can build on that next year, and we'll be stronger next year. So. Uh, uh, we'll need to be because there'll be good teams once again in this league, and it's it's not easy. But um, i got the vast majority of the guys will, will be with us again. We can add more quality as well. Some guys will leave us, and we thank them for their efforts. But uh, yeah, we we know where we need to go, so uh, we know exactly what we need to do.
7: Paul, it's in fitting with the drama of the playoffs so far that we've seen at the end of this season. That's another game to add to it.
5: Oh wow! What what a game! What an occasion! Um... Credit to both sets of players, credit to both sets of supporters. That is a, that's a proper football game. Those are the sort of games you dream of when you're a kid and you want to be involved in it. And um, I, I, was, I had so much belief in the group that we had enough to get ourselves over the line today. Even though we were a goal down, I really felt that if we could start front foot and we could be positive, we had enough and we had enough energy about us. And, Wow, they've gone and performed today. They've gone and produced a performance that's got us a result against a really good Bradford City side. And I'm sweating buckets here because I feel as if I've gone through the mill myself. Um, and there's some tired legs, some tired heads. But tiredness doesn't half go quickly when you're looking forward to an occasion like we've got on our plate next weekend.
7: It was a continuation of that second half and over the tie we've deserved this.
5: I, I think we have, yeah. I'm going I'm to say the first half. Probably the first 25 minutes and little patches in the first half of, of last week at Valley Parade, they were easily the better side, we weren't, we weren't good enough. But I think today I think we've shown what we can do, I think we've played some football, we've created chances, scored goals, um, showed character when we had to because it was a bit of a body blow to concede that goal so soon um, at the start of play. Lots of things have been really, really good today. The atmosphere, and wow, we want to get this. This is what I came back for, to be involved in this sort of stuff. And I think the city, the whole area, the fans, the football club, everybody has pulled together to produce a day like that, live on Sky TV and set us up for another one next week.
7: How important was that first goal?
5: First goal was massive today, absolutely massive. because. You know, uh, you know, you're 2 0 down, or you or you one each on the tie. Um, simple as that. We we knew our home advantage could could be in our favour this way uh, this week. We knew that if we were right and our performance was right, we would have enough today. Uh, I really did have that belief, um, and when we got the start and then we kept prodding and probing and yeah, uh, you know, just delighted, delighted with everybody. It's been a really really long season, a brilliant season for us. And now we've extended it by another week. We've got a wonderful game to look forward to. And that's all we've got to focus on now.
7: The quality of the Callum guy strike, we probably thought that might just have been worthy of winning it anyway. But then they peg us back.
5: Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, they showed pace with Banks. He's a good football player. I mean, that's why he's a Premier League player at Crystal Palace. He showed real turn of pace. Um, but we showed character. I thought the the Callum Guy's goal. I thought the first goal with with uh, J K having that awareness to follow things in Callum Guy with a wonder strike to get us at two two goals, and then the delivery from Moxon. I, I'm gutted for Ben Barkley because he's got the goal that's got us there. Unfortunately, can't play. We knew that before, that was always a gamble. Um, I'm sure he was desperate for it to be Salford, but it's Stockport County. It's a game to look forward to now the preparation starts because we have to go there. We ain't going to make the numbers up. I'm sure we'll have unbelievable support there. We're going there to try and get ourselves promotion.
7: Is that kind of thing written in the stars with football that Ben goes and gets the goal that gets us now when he knows he can't play?
5: Uh, unfortunately, yeah, it's probably one of them nightmare scenarios, but uh, I think when Ben's been fit this year, he's been excellent, he's been brilliant for. Us. Um, I haven't spoke to him, but I'm quite sure he'll be coming along for the for the, the trip, um, even though he can't be involved in the game. He'll be a big part of our training programme for in our preparation for it, and um, let's see what comes.
7: You spoke about the character, they had to dig deep and show that, although I were mean, people cramping up and all sorts at the end there.
5: Oh, they did, yeah. I mean, these are a good side, Bradford City, they've been a good side all season, they're a big football club, so we knew it wasn't going to be easy over two legs. Um, as it is, it's fourth and fifth in the final, um, which is probably a fair reflection of the season. Um, I know we had a similar record to Bradford, but we, we were deserved to be a place above because we scored five more goals. We've shown we can score goals again. We've had lots of weeks where we haven't been able to score. really pleased to get three. Um, and, you know, we've just got to keep working, we've got to keep building, we've got to keep preparing right for next weekend. I know the players are in there, they're having a beer now, but I've told them we're back in on Monday, we're ready to go on Monday because I want to go and I want to put on a, on a performance that's worthy of getting a result at Wembley. JK
7: back off a three-match suspension, he showed how hungry he was.
5: Yeah, he did, he's trained really well. I mean, he had an ankle injury early on, and he missed a week or so, He's come back, he's trained and he's took his opportunity today and I thought he was a real threat. When he's going 1v1 up against defenders, he's a real threat and, and he was Johnny on the spot when he gets the little tap in as well, which is brilliant, we want that. Um, Joe Garner worked tire, tirelessly. I thought everybody was outstanding today and, and this is, these are not easy games to navigate. They're tough, tough experiences and we've got a lot of lads who've never been through it before. Um, I've been through it quite a number of times, but it was tough for me today. Um, I'm sure I've gone greyer, I've gone bolder. Um, I've certainly sweated buckets today, but what an end to the game that is and um, got something to look forward to next week then.
7: Ben not available but Mels is, that'll give you an in- interesting selection pose.
5: Yeah without a doubt, yeah, that we knew that was always going to be the case and Mels has continued to train ready in case we do get that opportunity. We've now got it. Morgan Feeney has an opportunity to be fit for the weekend as well. He wants to join in full training as of monday so we have got some decisions to make um we've got a really good group here that want to get ourselves over the line and now we've got one big effort to go
7: people might have expected to see deno today but he took quite a nasty knock the other day
5: oh you took a horrendous knock i actually thought he wasn't going to be involved today it was just a really t- innocuous uh, collision where he, he went we we're doing some crossing and finishing and He he went across the near post and he lost his footing, slipped and sliced his shin open. Um, I've got to say it was horrendous. Um, I was one of the first on there and it was a real clean cut. I actually think I saw his shin bone through the cut. Um, He thought he was done, but luckily we got it stapled. Um, So I think he's got about eight staples in it. Um, But he said today, I want to be involved. I am not missing this game today. So he was there. I was caught because I, I wanted him to try and get on, and if we if we hadn't got that goal, either him or Jack Robinson were going on to try and give us some fresh legs. As it was with Corey, because of the free kick, we had to defend. Corey would have had to go off, so we were defending it with ten men. So I had to just make a quick decision. But Denno's still celebrating. He knows he has played a massive part in in what we've done so far this season to get us to this point.
7: First part of this playoff job was to get ourselves to Wembley. It's done, you know all too well how horrible it can be to get there and not see it through. That's the next part of the task.
5: Yeah, it is. You have to go and do it properly. You know, we've we've had little small targets all season. First one was to get enough points to stay up. Then it was enough to try and get in the playoffs. Then it was get to the final. We're now at the final. We want to go and finish it off properly. There's a huge carrot at the end of it for us. It'll be an incredible crowd. Stockport County have got a massive fan base. We've got a huge fan base. There's going to be Carlisle City Centre will be deserted next weekend. And there's so much to look forward to.
7: They were magnificent magnificent today,
5: weren't they? Yeah, they were. Everybody was. The fans were. The players were. Um, I thought the staff were. The staff, we, we we had to make decisions. We had to make calls on it. There was lots of things that went on, um, there was lots of changes going on, lots of discussions going on, and thankfully we got ourselves over the line and we can can have a good week now instead of finishing on Monday.
7: Just finally, Paul, these boys have shown they can handle occasions, they can handle big crowds, they can handle everything that goes with it. What do you do with them this week, getting them ready for that massive game next weekend?
5: We train exactly like we have done. We're training now. Our season is still one week to go and we will be ready for it. We've got training days, we've got travel days. We'll be ready for it. We'll be freshened up. We'll be ready and listen. if you, I've say this many times. If you can't get up for a game at Wembley Stadium, we've got serious problems. I cannot wait for it. I'm really looking forward to leading us out there. I'm looking forward to us going and performing. And we showed we could handle an occasion today. Now we have to do it one more time. Paul, well done. Thank you.
0: A truly entertaining game there. As in a way have all playoff games. Just due to the, of course, the sheer amount of tension that is applied behind all of the fixtures. All of the teams I think that went through really did richly deserve it as it takes a lot of tired, a lot of effort, a lot of work, a lot of guile to really get to where they've all found themselves. Uh, and of course, at this age of the season, they're absolutely exhausted. So just to clarify, we've got three games left to talk about on this season. And of course, all three of them are the respective playoff finals. First, in slightly different to normal, we will have the Championship Playoff Final first, then the League One and then League Two. Of course, those of us that were there 10 years ago will know that traditionally the League One Playoff Final is always on the Sunday of the May Bank holiday. But uh, normally it's the other way around, of course. So just to clarify, Saturday the 27th of May, we will see Coventry City taking on Luton Town. On Sunday, the 28th, we will see Sheffield Wednesday taking on Barnsley, a massive deal, and uh, all being funny, please ignore, uh, well, please avoid London at all costs if you can, uh, because I believe that South Yorkshire are going to completely dominate that one on the Sunday. And then on uh, Monday, we've got Carlisle United versus Stockport County, a lot more of the uh, North West, that one, but really, really exciting affair for all involved. So... In a weird way, that brings us to the end of this week's EFL review. Slightly shorter than normal, of course, as simply there weren't that many games to talk about. Uh, Just to remind you all, of course, we have two more shows left for this season. Before we take a very short break, as are the players, we will, of course, adequately preview all three finals and then review them accordingly as well. There'll also be a bit of time to talk about your uh, team of the season that we would like to cover of all the listeners here on the EFL review players that you think have really stood out from from what we've heard over the course of all of this season in the championship league one and league two i think we'll probably dedicate a bit of time to that over the course of the next two episodes of course as always if there's anything you'd like to see included in next uh, next season's uh, efl preview and review shows please be sure to let me know uh, get into contact with me as all the usual ways that you would on three valleys mainly through social media But until then, I hope you have a lovely rest of your week. I hope the weather will be uh, just as wonderful for you as it has been for me in Yorkshire over the last couple of days. Uh, But if it isn't, uh, I'm sure it will turn around well. And there's still plenty of football for us to get enjoyed about. I know we don't talk about it too much on here, but there's still plenty of Premier League football to enjoy this next week as well. And then the cricket season's on properly as well, so we'll all be happy with that. So with that, thank you very much for listening, and goodbye.